welcome to the Digital Ninjas Podcast. In this episode, Corinne shares her top picks, collaborations with AI, chat GPT, and more. Excerpts from Scott Galloway's prediction event to learn what might be in store for business and tech in 2023. Enjoy the episode. I'm part of this group called Section 4, where there's tons of webinars available online, as well as um, some certification programs, where I attended a data and analytics sprint. But this learning in particular was one of the professors uh, who you know, regularly runs some of the courses, as well as being a professor at NYU Stern School of Business. Scott Galloway actually did a webinar on his 2023 predictions. My ears perked up because I'm always curious. So I just found it to be interesting. So he went through quite a few of them. Do you have any favorites? I'll just talk about a few. He said that 2023 is gonna be the year of AI, which I found to be interesting. AI is not new, clearly. We all know that it's been around for a while. AI companies, he says, are gonna skyrocket. And uh, he's saying that because Looking at the projections of all of the academic articles that are being published over time, he said that AI has been the longest topic being conversed and studied amongst these academic leaders. They're being peer-reviewed at a steady increase over the past 18 years, whereas other topics like crypto or the metaverse haven't. We all see that there are real-world applications in place already. Oh, gosh, that chat GPT is all over the news, LinkedIn. I've used it once or twice. (laughs) And so it's gaining in popularity. There are creative art AI tools out there, Leah. I'm not sure if you've dabbled in any of these free online tools or have you any experience in using any of them? I've seen art generated by some of these tools. And that augmented collaboration between machine learning and artificial intelligence and other augmented items. I mean, I myself wear cochlear implants that have an AI component to help sort out sounds and noise. So I have firsthand experience with some AI augmentation. But what is more exciting to me, the multi-layers you're seeing in ethics that you're seeing in, do you want to help someone by using an artificial intelligence or a machine algorithm, or are you having doing it itself? And what tasks can be done, like chatbots or things of that nature, and, and just that it is getting the exposure so people think critically about applying them to their work, to their teams, to their company data strategy vision. That's that's correct. And that's one of the topics that I've been reading, too, is just that ethical use. However, things like chat GPT, people are using it to write papers. In fact, I also saw a LinkedIn post from someone who got it to be an add-on into their Gmail account. And so it's an AI-crafted response to emails that will capture tone and obviously read the message and replicate a response automatically. And so, you know, obviously we still need human interaction. But going back to the webinar, what I heard about this prediction is there might be industries where this will disrupt So things that came out was maybe in the legal community, writing legal contracts or documents can now an AI bot or some sort of 
maybe software company lawyers that were previously needed to draw up these contracts. Well, you had disruptors at the time when it went to like templates to get you started. You know that phrase, there's nothing new under the sun. Well, maybe now yeah. there's nothing new. Ability of content generation can be replicated under the sun. Right. Along that layer too is the notion that these AI bots are combing the internet and they're just aggregating the information that's already there. So how will this disrupt search engines? So search engines usually type something into, um, say, a Google or, or something like that. And you get, obviously, various websites that, that you could go in and out of to, to do your research. However, this AI bot is pretty much doing all of that consolidation in the background, delivering it in a more concise, natural language way. So I'm, I'm curious how that is going to affect research, really. It might make it less time-consuming, especially if it can come back with um, references where you as the human can now interact with the answers that have been given to you, then you can go then fact-check. That's awesome. Again, if it's augmented for the betterment, we all have those urban legends that are out there on AI go wrong. Again, walking this prediction on the benefit side of it and regulation, oh, it's coming, where they are employing specialists so that they can review the algorithm used to make that decision. And others starting to upskill to be able to protect where it needs to be. I totally agree with you, Leah. What Scott Galloway also mentioned, AI generation of art can totally disrupt the industries where we pay for digital images. There's going to be a lot of opportunities where you can create your own unique image by uh, using language. So if I wanted a presentation for a client or if I'm a student and I'm putting together a PowerPoint presentation and there's a particular image in my mind that is going to go along with my story but I just can't find it on the internet or I don't want to risk getting a subscription to this website or that website. You can create your own. And so you have total control, total ownership and total creativity. The art industry, NFTs, the future of art and the collaboration between humans and machines, you know, multimedia art has been around for a really, really long time. Um, so that this is a natural evolution that we're seeing, and it's getting more and more creative. You're seeing younger and younger artists. So I like that. It's a lot. Of, it's a very holistic approach, like the Renaissance person, where they know art and they express themselves in multimedia of ways. Um, and seeing that a little bit in the education front as well, where they're trying to engage students younger and younger to be creative, to get that story across of whether it's learning in history or learning about art or artists and making their own product of their learning experience. So it, it sounds very, very hopeful from a business aspect, right? There's people that now have collaboration and monetization of it. Right. Yes. And accessibility, I would add, because... You may not need a degree in art or consider yourself very artistic, and these tools can perhaps inspire you, motivate you, and actually democratize art through digitizing it. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, it's the evolution of our people, our people being humanity. It's our own evolution to create and engage. And it's exciting because, you know, we see it from the data integration. We see it from the algorithms to help sort mass amount, like you mentioned, research, mass amount of data you may have about your clients or your work processes or your diversified global company that has different activities, but using the same data pipeline. And how can that be leveraged and utilized in being able to improve your product, improve your customer experience uh, from a strategy level all the way down? What do I say? The leadership to the loading dock or improving digital assets. So going back to what Scott Galloway also mentioned in one of his 2023 predictions. Now, just just a little bit about Scott. He, he is a marketing professor at NYU Stern School of Business. So I found it very interesting, this prediction that he had made regarding advertisements and all of the tech firms that use ad-supported ecosystems to advertise to those users. Like think of all of these ad generation media companies. They have had their most profitable year uh, despite despite a slowdown in revenue and growth. However, what I found the most interesting topic was around the Gen Z and millennials. So he, of course, he's done a lot of market research and he is saying that there was a research study about the, that generation, Gen Z or millennials, if they could give up all of their streaming services like uh, Netflix and Apple TV or um, Hulu or, right, they were given an option, give up all of those streaming services or give up TikTok, what would you choose? What they found in the survey result is that they would rather give up access to all of their streaming services, give that up completely, they would never give up access to TikTok. So what does that mean? It means that if you want to advertise, TikTok is the channel. They have all gravitated to using TikTok. And that's where all the investment money that these companies should do in advertising is, is place their ads on TikTok or create videos on TikTok because they will get the attention of that targeted audience. I don't know if you watch Dick Clark's Rock and Eve with Ryan Seacrest, but one of the person on the street talking to people, TikTok influencer. I'm wow. Like, what now? Who now? Yeah. Wow. I, I actually did not catch that uh, this what? New Year's Eve. We, we had <laughs> CNN on. You were watching the news and not, not Dick Clark's Rock and Eve. I, I, did you see the ball drop? Yes, because okay. he was hosting it. Okay. okay. He was hosting it. Yeah. Anyway. In uh, North Carolina, they drop an acorn from a crane. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, so tech firms that use ads to generate revenue, despite their slowdown in revenue, they haven't stopped spending on advertising. It's just that they're deciding where to place those advertising dollars. Everybody thought the big thing was going to go into the metaverse. Oh, you know, the metaverse is going to blow up. It's going to be huge possibilities or opportunities to sell and advertise products and services, everything on the metaverse. Well, what they're finding is that it's TikTok audience. 
that's where your dollars are. That's where they're seeing that they're reaching the dollars that they're spending on advertising. They're reaching their targeted um, generations. <laughs> and what's funny is I like Scott Galloway's sense of humor because he's saying that generation, Gen Z and millennials, they're still spending their money on those luxe items. You know, those items, Leah, that are just overpriced. And when you get to, you know, your, your forties, your fifties, you say, well, you know, I, that's, that's too expensive for me. <laughs> that's too expensive. I could put those dollars somewhere else, but the Gen Z millennials, they're still in their courting phases. They're still trying to find their lifelong partners. They're willing to spend those dollars on that. Our youth. Um, Our youth. Yes. So it says TikTok uses algorithms and AI for streaming versus social media companies. So what makes TikTok unique, right? What makes it different than other social media companies? Well, TikTok is different because it uses their algorithms and AI for streaming versus versus other social media companies where you just post and compare, like you post, you like, you comment. TikTok, you can, you know, post videos, sure, but it uses its algorithms that, that based on what you're watching, videos that their algorithms think that you'll like to see. Interesting. Or that they think people like you should see. And there you have it. Algorithm influencing efforts. That's why we constantly say use your powers for good out there. Thank you, Corinne, for bringing this to the podcast today. You know, a great deal of emphasis has been placed on digital transformations and artificial intelligence. In order to succeed in a meaningful and measurable way, you must effectively position, communicate, and quantify the change within the firm. And in today's world of constantly changing customer demands and market shifts, enterprises must select and deploy new capabilities and employ smarter thinking machines alongside humans. OBV works with data leaders on operationalizing AI. Let us know how we can help you to realize your strategy and incorporate digital elements effectively. We'll put a link in the show notes. All right, podcast listeners, let us know what you think. Get in touch at openingbellventures.com or email us directly here at digitalninjas at openingbellventures.com. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to this podcast, repost, like it. As always, we appreciate you every day of the week. See you on the next episode.